Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Sailing the East podcast. I'm Bela Musitz. And I'm Mike Wasserman. This is our podcast about sailing the East Coast of the United States. In some episodes, we'll focus on passages and destinations. In other episodes, we'll talk about boats, equipment, and techniques. And when we come across an interesting person, we'll try to get them as a guest on the show. Now, what makes this podcast unusual is that only one of us sails. Yep, and that would be me, Bela. I've been sailing for over 30 years, not across oceans, but on lakes and coastal cruising on the United States on the East Coast. And I, Mike, know very little about sailing, and I I don't even know the difference between a rope and a line, for example. Uh, So how this works is I'll ask most of the questions, and Bela will give most of the answers. Hey, Mike, before we dive in today's episode, we need to thank two of our newest supporters, Jonathan and Andrew. You know, at the bottom of the show notes, there's a little link there that you can click, and it's a way to support the podcast. And they clicked on it, and uh, they make a small contribution every month uh, to help support the podcast. So thank you, Jonathan and Andrew. We also received a very nice email from Robert on how much he enjoyed the podcast. You know, it's always heartening to hear from our podcast listeners and how much they enjoy the show. So if you like the show or you have any suggestions, feel free to give us an email. Hey, Mike, so you haven't been around for a while. I know you've been busy teaching, and I think last week you were on vacation in northern Germany. Uh, It's nice to have you back. So where did you go to uh, vacation up there? So thanks, Bela. We were on the Baltic Sea, and uh, geographically savvy listeners will know that kind of Denmark pokes out of northern Germany into the ocean, kind of like a big peninsula. Um, I'm sure the Danes would actually say that Germany sits beneath Denmark, but those cultural challenges are probably a story for another episode. But anyways, the northern Germany coast sits across two connected bodies of water. So if you can imagine to the west on kind of the left side of Denmark is the North Sea and to the east or the right side of Denmark is the Baltic Sea. Um, So we are on the Baltic Sea. But to make it even more confusing, the Germans call the Baltic the Ostsee or the West Sea. So you have the North Sea which is on the, on the east side, and the west sea, which is at least on the, on the west side. Um, so my wife and I drove about three hours northwest of our home here in Münster uh, to visit friends of ours that have a place on the Baltic Sea. So how is it there? What, what are the beaches like up there? So, you know, Bela, the, um, on, this is some of the really nice, what would be considered really nice northern beaches in Germany and in Europe. Um, there's sand and there's lots of waves. Um, the water is decently clear. Um, there's a lot of marinas and I saw a lot of nice sailboats tied up, but you know, I didn't see a lot of boats on the water where I was. Um, the weather wasn't great. So maybe that had something to do with it, but you know, the sailors that I know go out and, you know, as long as the the winds are reasonable, right, they go out and 
Um, so I was expecting to honestly see more boats. And I asked a couple of the people that we were, that I was hanging out with about this and nobody really had any kind of good answers for me. So um, I think next summer, my challenge will be to learn some German sailing vocabulary and go hang out around a marina next summer a little bit and ask some questions, see what I can find out. Um, but it's great to see you, Bela. And maybe we should shift to today's topic, which I'm sure will focus on sailing, not my beach vacation. Um, what do you have for us today, Bela? Well, uh, I want to talk about the first family vacation we took on Paradox. Uh, you know, as a reminder, uh, we purchased Paradox last fall. So that's the fall of 2020. Uh, and so this past uh, July, uh, July of 2021, uh, which was a few weeks ago, uh, we took our first week on the boat uh, with my son, uh, his wife, and their two daughters. Uh, their daughters are aged seven and five. And, you know, I've been on the boat five or six times, I think, uh, prior to July for, you know, a week or part of a week. And uh, Narragansett Bay has this interesting phenomenon where almost every afternoon they get a sea breeze. So there's a nice breeze that builds from the south uh, and it blows pretty strong. It starts building around noon and by three o'clock it's probably 15 to 20 knots. Uh, and then, uh, you know, five o'clock it starts dying down. And it's been pretty repeatable and reliable. So uh, we were up there for uh, six days on the boat. And uh, on this family vacation, we had three days of zero wind. I mean, nothing all day long. It was really hot. And uh, we had two days. And we actually had two beautiful days of a nice gentle breeze, uh, which was... Uh, uh, which was actually good because uh, this was the first time on the boat for our guests and our, our kids and, and grandkids. Uh, so I was actually thankful we didn't have 25 knots of breeze. Uh, we had uh, 10 to 15 and it was a, a, a very nice sail. But boy, was it hot that week. That was the that was a real challenge. Ooh, Bela, hot weather and no wind. Uh, it sounds like a potential disaster, right? But and if I remember, as you said in episode 32, one of the things that was missed in the survey when you bought the boat was that one of the air conditioning units wasn't cooling. Um, how did that work out with the hot weather? Yeah. So, uh, well, I will say, Mike, that uh, the, the, our guests, our kids and grandkids arrived on Sunday evening uh, and the Saturday before. I spent all Saturday and a good part of Sunday morning uh, installing the replacement air conditioner. Uh, so... I wanted to be prepared uh, because if it's hot and muggy on a boat and you're closed up and there's not a lot of breeze, uh, it can be pretty, pretty stuffy. Uh, so I, I got the air conditioner installed and I think we're going to make an episode out of that because it was quite an experience. It all went well uh, and we had air conditioning uh, when we wanted it. Uh, so we were comfortable. I think we used it two nights uh, where it was really, really hot. And uh, so it worked out well, uh, you know, and it took me about, geez, I think about six hours total to remove the old unit, put the replacement uh, unit on the boat. Uh, but like I said, I think we'll we'll make that into an episode uh, at some time in the future. Sounds good, Bela. You know, with the kids and stuff, how, did you, how else did you deal with the heat? Well, uh, one of the nice things about the marina we're at, which is uh, Safe Harbor Cove Haven, uh, up in Barrington, Rhode Island, is they have a pool. Uh, so I will say the kids and, and we put that pool to good use. So when they're on those days, there was no wind. Uh, we would uh, 
go up to the pool and hang out at the pool for a good portion of the afternoon. And, uh, you know, kids are just um, amazingly attracted to water. I, I don't know what it is, but maybe it's because, you know, years and years and ago we crawled out of the water. <laughs> we were originally in the water and we crawled out of it uh, and, and grew legs and things. But um, kids just love being in, in water. And uh, so they would just spend hours in the pool. Um, and, uh, so that, that sort of, uh, worked out really well on those days that we, sh I think there was one day we didn't go anywhere. We just hung out at the Marina cause it was really hot and, uh, just enjoyed the pool. So let's put that on the checklist, Bela. Earlier we talked about, you know, how to choose your Marina and what to look for. But, uh, if you've got grandkids or little kids of your own, probably having a swimming pool, is probably not a bad thing to think about when you're comparing, uh, different marinas. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So different marinas have different types of amenities. Uh, and I, I think for, for us and with the grandkids, we have um, a pool is a good one to have. So, Bela, how'd your trip start? Let's let's uh, jump right in. Yeah. So uh, uh, the family arrived on uh, Sunday evening, right around dinner time. Uh, so Monday morning, uh, you know, the kids were all pumped up. This is the first time on on grandpa's boat. And uh the, the two girls, uh, age five and seven, uh, we gave them the forward cabin. So they immediately took over the forward cabin and, you know, stowed all their things. And that was a big treat for them. Uh, and uh, it was a, actually a bit of a breeze, uh, but not very much uh, on, on Monday morning. Everybody wanted to get going. So we motored out of the boat. Uh, we motored out of the boat. We uh, motored out of the marina. And uh, we headed north up the bay towards Providence uh, for about 20 minutes. Uh, just saw some, just some nice homes up along the coast there. Some nice things to see. The bay gets pretty narrow up there, and, and one would almost say it's uh, a river. And I think most on the chart, it's actually called the Providence River, uh, north of where the boat is. Uh, and then we turned around and uh, headed head south, uh, went down towards uh, Conicut Point, uh, and there's a nice big lighthouse there on this point, which was really neat because you, you can go real close to the lighthouse uh, and it's a functioning lighthouse still. So, so that was uh, sort of neat for the kids to see some nice photo ops with the kids in the boat and the lighthouse in the background. Um, and, uh, so, uh, Monday was basically all motoring around. Was that a problem with the kids or? No, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff to do. So the, the, the girls were very happy to explore the boat, you know, see the sights. Uh, I think we had a big tanker go by us. There's a deep water port up in Providence. So there's some pretty big uh, tankers and uh, ships that, that uh, go up and down um, the bay. Um, not a lot of them, but every day you might see one or two. Uh, so that was sort of neat. Uh, they were very happy to take turns uh, steering the boat. Uh, and, uh, that was sort of fun for them. And then, uh, we had lunch, uh, while we were actually underway. Um, and that was, uh, you know, so having lunch on the boat, we have a, uh, a table uh, in the cockpit that folds down. Uh, so we folded that table up and we had lunch out there while we were motoring around. Um, and, uh, so it turned out pretty good. I think that first day. Cool. So. Did the grandkids uh, enjoy kind of the marine life? I mean, I know when I've been on a sailboat, it's been fun to see fish and crabs and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, so the upper part of Narragansett Bay doesn't, you know, have any large sea life. So you're not going to see whales. You're not going to see porpoises, uh, things like that. 
but you know, it's just amazing how much sea life is actually in the in the ocean, uh, in and around the docks at the marina. There was lots of small fish. Um, kids saw crabs, uh, all these fish swimming around. Um, so it was uh, it was really good. And of course, as soon as we got back to the marina, uh, the kids wanted to go to the pool, and uh, we went out went for a little swim before dinner. So that was kind of cool. Nice. So it was a success from a family fun perspective, maybe not so good from a pure sailing approach, but that's the way it goes. What about Tuesday? Well, Tuesday was another windless hot day. Uh, so we motored down to a place called Potter's Cove. Uh, it's on the northeastern part of Prudence Island. Uh, it's a really nice cove and uh, we motored down there. It took us about an uh, two hours to motor down there, I guess. So we arrived a little bit before noon. Uh, we dropped anchor um, and uh, we went swimming, uh, so the water was really refreshing. It was a bit colder than I, th- I thought it would be, given all the hot weather. Um, but the kids, uh, the kids have a pool at home, so even though they're young, they're really good swimmers. Uh, so, you know, they were swimming laps around the boat and trying to, you know, egg me on to keep following around, which, which they were just faster than I was. Uh, then we took a break for lunch, had some sandwiches on the boat, uh, and then we uh, bopped back in the water, uh, swam around till about two o'clock, uh, enjoyed it, and then we motored back to the marina. And uh, th- as soon as we got back, guess where the kids wanted to go? To the pool. <laughs> so uh, we, they went up to the pool, and uh, it, there's uh, they have a couple of barbecues uh, grills up at the pool at the marina. So we took some food up with us, and uh, we had a nice barbecue up there, and the kids swam and. Uh, so it was really, really nice. Nice. So still no good sailing, but total winner in terms of family time. Um, did anything change overnight? <laughs> nope. Uh, I think uh, Monday night and Tuesday night, we used the air conditioner both nights. Uh, and then Wednesday, still uh, no wind. So what we decided to do, we wanted to go to Newport. Um, and there's actually a high-speed ferry that runs from Providence to Newport. And uh, it's about an hour ride. So we decided to drive up to Providence, which is about a 20-minute drive from where the marina is. Uh, We hopped on the ferry uh, down to Newport. So that was really (laughs) a blast. You know, the ferry goes like, I don't know, 25 knots or so. And and it's really fast. It's one of those, uh, it's not a a foiling ferry. It doesn't doesn't get up on foils. But uh, the thing moves around really fast. Uh, So that was kind of neat. And... um, we went down there, walked around uh, Newport, and I'll tell you, pulling into Newport Harbor is just, it's just an eye-opening adventure, right? Because there's, there's America's Cup boats anchored there. There's these mega yachts, these, you know, 150, 200-foot big super mega yachts that are owned by the, you know, wealthy folks. Uh, so that was kind of neat to see those because the, the marina dock, you have to kind of snake your way through all these boats and past these other marinas where the, the ferry docks. Um, so that was, that was kind of cool. Um, so we got off there. It was lunchtime. Uh, we had a great lunch at a place called the Black Pearl, uh, which was very nice. And as you may know, I love lobster and I had the lobster roll there and it was excellent. Um, so it was pretty good. Nice. What was the situation there in Newport in terms of the crowds, Bela? Boy, it was more crowded than I thought it would be. Uh, it was a weekday. 
I mean, it's the peak of vacation uh, time, um, but um, it, I, I imagine it looked, this is what it normally looks like. I, you couldn't tell there was any COVID stuff going on. Nobody was wearing masks. Uh, there was no restrictions anywhere uh, and, and lots of people around. Interesting. So how did the night end? Yeah, so we caught the 6.30 ferry back to Providence uh, and uh, we picked up uh, to-go pizza from Town Pizza, which is our favorite pizza place. It's about uh, three to three or five minutes away from the boat. Uh, we brought that down to the boat and uh, we had uh, uh, we had dinner on the boat. And uh, the good news is we woke up on Thursday morning to a very nice breeze. So finally we had some breeze. Um, and uh, after breakfast, uh, we motored over to the pump out. Uh, if you remember the pump out, right? So um, on a sailboat, uh, there is a uh, holding tank. And uh, the holding tank is where all of the things that you put into the toilet go. And uh, so we went over there. Uh, and even though uh, it's a 55-gallon tank on our boat, which is a pretty good-sized tank, with six people on the boat, it fills up uh, pretty fast, particularly with two little girls who are intrigued by this different type of toilet. <laughs> and, uh, you know, because it flushes differently. And it's like, so uh, anyway, so we went over there, we pumped out. Uh, and uh, then uh, it was, uh, we had a nice breeze from the northwest, nice gentle breeze, about 10 knots. Uh, we got out of the marina and uh, we had a great, great sail. Uh, we uh, sailed all the way back down to Prudence Island, uh, which is where um, Potter's Cove was. So it was where we were on, on Monday when we went swimming. And, uh, and you know, we were, uh, had the wind going with us on the way down. Uh, and then on the way back, we were going into the wind. So we were tacking back and forth. So there's lots to do. There's lots of uh, uh, tacking going on. And uh, changing direction on the boat, which means the sails have to change the direct the side of the boat that they're on. So there's a lot of lines to pull and sails to adjust. So kept the girls busy with that. Uh, and there's a, a fair number of buoys in uh, in Narragansett Bay that mark the channel and other shallow areas. So I was teaching the girls how to read the chart and you know identify different buoys and what the numbers mean on the buoys and the colors and all those things. So. Uh, it was a uh, it was a lot of fun. We had a good day on a Thursday. Cool. Finally, finally, some actual sailing. That's great. What'd you do for dinner that night? Ah, so if you're in Rhode Island, you have to go to Blount's Clam Shack. It's like an institution. It's like a lot of a lot of towns or cities. You know, there's like one place that's like an institution, uh, and uh, it's Blount's Clam Shack uh, down in Warren. Uh, it's one of those must go to places and. It's, it's basically a food truck um, uh, with uh, picnic tables uh, for eating. It's right on the water. So it's not like a restaurant. You know, it's not a go, go inside, sit down restaurant. Uh, it's picnic tables around the big food truck. And uh, it's always crowded. Uh, we got there, I think it was, I don't know, 6 o'clock. And I think we waited 45 minutes in line to order our food. And then about another 10 minutes to get it. Uh, and guess what I had again, Mike? Yep lobster roll <laughs> and nice. uh so they have all sorts of fish and you know they have the requisite chicken nuggets for kids and stuff uh so uh it was really nice did you uh, entice the granddaughters into trying some lobster roll uh no i did not <laughs> i did Good. not entice them however there is right right next to it there's uh i can't remember the name of it 
but uh, it's one of the sort of famous small family ice cream places in from Rhode Island. You know, it's like a creamery. They make their own ice cream. And they, too, sort of have a food truck-looking thing right next to the Blount's Clam Shack. And uh, we got some ice cream after we had dinner. Uh, and uh, we, I think we got back to Paradox around uh, 8.30. And uh, we had a real busy day. And I think by 9.30, everybody was asleep. Uh, which was good because uh, Friday morning we got up. And again, we had a nice breeze. So uh, again, it was uh, 10 knots out of the northwest. Uh, and then it actually shifted to the south uh, later that morning. Uh, we sailed around till about 2 o'clock. Again, uh, you know, uh, learning a little bit about navigation, learning about tacking and jibing and pulling in sails and all that kind of stuff. That's one of the nice things about a sailboat is there's always stuff to do. And, uh, the, and the girls would enjoy doing that. And then at some point they get bored and they'd go down below and play, play some games. And then they'd get bored of the games. They'd come back up and, you know, do something on the boat. So, uh, that was a lot of fun. It's good. And I like that you're putting them to work early. I, you know, I think they should learn that sailing is fun, but it's some work too. And you enjoy all of it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. If you make it fun, then work doesn't feel like work. Uh, I think we got back to the marina around 2.30-ish or so, and, and then uh, my son's family, they packed everything up, uh, and I think they departed the marina around 5 o'clock, and uh, they headed home. So Elaine and I had a, a nice, relaxing late afternoon and evening on the boat. So uh, it turned out uh, quite nice. Nice. Sounds like a nice, relaxing end of the trip, Bela. It was. It was. I mean, we had three days of no wind, which was really strange, I guess. But uh, we had two days of beautiful wind. And uh, but, you know, you one of the things about sailing uh, is, you know, you're weather dependent. And so you really get to appreciate nature. You get to appreciate the weather and, and you have contingency plans <laughs> because this may be what you want to do. But either the wind's blowing too strong <laughs> or there's no wind. Uh so uh, that makes it a lot of fun as well. Great. And so that was it. Trip uh, well, over, you head back home. Yeah, actually, we stayed another night. Uh, so uh, Lane and I don't like, you know, driving at night. So we, we tend to be daytime travelers. So we spent Friday night on the boat. And then uh, on Saturday, uh, our other son and his wife uh, and their two-month-old baby uh came out for a sail with us and they live very close to the marina uh so they just popped over uh, we had great winds and a, just a great sail uh, uh we sailed around in 18 to 20 knots of wind uh we had lunch on the boat uh and uh, you know we learned learned another lesson here and, and that is you know one of the things you do mike as the wind starts to increase on on sailboats you can typically there's a way to make the sail smaller so you don't you don't have to have a hundred percent of your sail out or up. You can reduce it in size. Um, and uh, we have what's what's called a, a, a reefing jib. A jib is the sail in the front of the boat, uh, and it sort of rolls up like a window shade rolls up. Uh, so you can make it larger or smaller. And our main sail also reefs, and it rolls up inside the mast. So just like a window shade, you can roll up the mainsail uh, to, so you have various different sizes. 
And uh, so we had some pretty high winds, and um, we we should have reefed when we hit 15 knots. This is the second time this has happened to to me when I've been out uh, on this new boat. And you know, I I enjoy heavy wind sailing. Um, not that 15 knots is heavy wind, but uh, I enjoy that. And uh, we didn't reef, and the winds kept building. And one of the challenges is if you wait to reef, then it gets harder, right? Because if reefing in 15 knots of wind is pretty easy. But if you have 100% of your sail up and it's blowing 20, the boat's leaning over more, <laughs> the winds are blowing harder, and it's harder to reef. So again, and I've read this numerous times and I know better, they always say reef early. Uh, and, and we should have did that, but we didn't. And, um, you know, we can, we can uh, uh, talk about all that stuff at some other episode, but uh, it was a good lesson learned. Yeah, so I got I to gotta get the, got to learn how to, how to reef the sail early, er, not, not learn how to do it, but I got to remember to do it. I can't get so excited about the, the, the sailing, um, and uh, uh, I need to do that. So we had a good so, afternoon sailing, uh, and I think uh, we came back to the marina around three-ish. Elaine and I packed up. Uh, they departed around four, then Elaine and I started cleaning the boat, start packing, and then uh, we left, uh, drove home on Sunday morning. So I think, Bailey, you could probably set it up so that your uh, one of the apps that you were telling us about in an earlier episode, when the winds hit 15 or 12, right, it can send you a notice on your watch, right, to say, <laughs> hey, dummy, reef the sails, right? I think we could program that in uh, without a problem. So I think there's a room, uh, some space there for innovation, Bailey. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. Because I get caught up in the moment. I, I can sort of get caught up in the excitement of it. And I go, oh, this is really good. Because sailing in 15 knots is really good, <laughs> right? That's some of the best sailing there is. Uh, but if it's going go to go, but if it's going to go to 20, <laughs> right. you want to reef. If it's going to stay at 15 and then drop down to 10, then you don't want to reef, <laughs> right? I so, I think we can use technology to give you the green light, red light kind of thing, right? Where <laughs> yep, the predicted winds are going to you know stay between 14 and 16 for the next hour, or hey, they're they're about to go up, so. You know, we could even give you a little shock collar, you know, like for the dog so that it gives you a little zip until you, you train yourself. Yeah. But, I mean, if that was the worst thing that happened, that's a successful trip, right? Absolutely. You know, it's uh, that that week of with the family and stuff uh, is exactly what I was hoping for when we purchased a boat, right? I mean, uh, this is this is I'm in that part of life where I want to enjoy the kids and the grandkids and stuff. And uh, it's exactly what I hoped for. And it, and it worked out really well. The non-financial return on investment, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's high. Great. Well, that was a great story. Thanks for sharing it with me, Bella. And I think that um, I'm looking forward to learning some of the more technical aspects, like talking about reefing and talking about replacing this air conditioning unit. So I think we have a lot to build on. Uh, in future episodes. So that's great. So listeners, thanks for joining us for another episode. We hope that you found our conversation interesting and thought provoking. And as always, if you have questions about what we've discussed today or suggestions for future episodes, please get in touch with us. Our email is sailing the east. That's all one word at gmail.com. Hey, and if you enjoy the podcast, hit that follow button on your favorite podcasting application. You know, we'll be uh, sailing around uh, Narragansett Bay and Long Island Sound and Buzzards Bay. Uh, hope to see you out on the water. So until next time, signing off from upstate New York. See you soon.
Great Beyline from over here in Münster, Germany. Auf Wiedersehen. Thank you.